0: Mike Judge, the creator of Beavis and Butthead.
1: Somebody's got a case of the Mondays.
0: Comes the movie, Your Boss. Looks like you've been missing a lot of work, lately. Well, I would say I've been missing it, Bob. (laughs) Doesn't want
1: you to see. Humans were not meant to
0: sit in little cubicles. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over.
1: It might be more fun to just get fired.
0: And I've always wondered what that would take. Office Space, rated R. On February 19th, work sucks only in theaters.
1: Hello, Couch Potatoes. What's happening? Um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and get ready to check out this week's episode of the Couch Potato Podcast Office Space. So, if you could be here now to hit play, that'd be great. Okay? Lucas, what's happening? Uh, not a whole lot. It's good to see you. Missed you, my friend. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Um. This is the winner of our fan poll. Uh, mm-hmm. We put up four choices. Uh, we had people nominate. Uh, we had uh, Dread, which I believe is what you suggested. Yes, sir. Uh, producer Adam had uh, RoboCop. Uh, I suggested Inglorious Bastards, and then uh, Jen, the first lady of the Couch Potato Podcast, uh, suggested Office Space. And Did Office she, Space uh, ends up winning went out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, I don't know if I was more surprised that Office Space beat a Tarantino movie or that we had that many people that listened to the show.
0: <laughs> How many votes did we have total? Do you remember?
1: Uh, I think 16 or 17.
0: <laughs> no, hold, hold the fuck up. We have 17 people that yeah. give a shit about this show.
1: At least to vote on that poll question they did. Hey, we love them. Right, Thank goodness for them. We sure do. So, yeah, we're doing office space. Um, to give you guys a rundown of the plot real quick, uh, a disgruntled office worker undergoes hypnosis and stops caring about his job. He ends up getting a promotion while his two friends get laid off during a corporate downsizing. The three end up cooking up a scheme to get revenge. Okay. I can I can I like that. Yeah. It sounds like three guys I know. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm personally smart enough to pull off the scheme that they did, but why do you think we keep Adam around? He's a smart one. Yeah. Our producer is the smart one of the three of us.
0: <laughs> he's also, uh, he's also up there on the level of handsome.
1: All right. Well, enough of the verbal BJs. There's no word for that yet. <laughs> the verbal BJ award. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when did you discover office space?
0: Ah, man, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think I had only seen it one time previously. I really? don't even remember when it was. I seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to have seen it. Cause I remember a lot of the scenes. I just really don't remember when I watched it uh, the first time.
1: I remember when I seen the uh, trailers coming out for this, I thought it looked, I just wasn't interested in watching it. I mean, I seen Mike judge was attached to it who did probably one of my favorite. It's probably my top, 15 or so t- television shows of all time. I love Beavis and Butthead. Uh, excuse me, is this a goddamn? <laughs> and he also did King of the Hill too, which is another oh, yeah, really good did.
0: one. And yeah, I uh, about that.
1: I didn't know this till uh, doing a little research. He uh, does Silicon Valley, the show on HBO. Um,
0: That's a I really don't good think show. I have ever seen it. It's really it?
1: good. You should check it out. I will do that. I
0: have a lot of time on my hands.
1: <laughs> um, well, uh, but when I seen the trailers for this, I just didn't think it looked very good. I'm like, ah, eh, movie kind of looks stupid. I'll just wait. And a friend of mine brought over. Uh, I don't know if most people are even going to remember this at listen to our show, but there used to be this place where you could go and rent these cassette tapes that had movies on them called Video Store. <laughs> gee all right papaw tell me about tell yeah me about the video store, all right. papaw. pull up a chair i'll tell you spin your yarn about the video store um <laughs> but yeah a friend of mine rented the office space from the video store so we sat down and watched it and i was like i kicked myself in the ass for not checking it out in theaters which they could have used the money which we'll get into the tail of the tape in a minute but yeah it's it's been one of those movies that uh bombed at the box office. It only did uh, $12 million when it came out, but uh, I'm not going to step on our research corner, but it uh, made that back and then some in VHS movie sale, uh, Blu-ray rentals, Blu-ray sales, the whole nine. Hmm. I think this is pretty much the definition of a cult classic. Yeah, I was going to say, it it definitely fits that
0: mold Mm -hmm. for sure.
1: Um, but yeah, that's the first time I checked it out, and it's pretty much been a staple. I think I've owned Office Space on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and now I own a digital copy of it. Uh,
0: I think you are a super fan.
1: Yeah, love the movie. It's actually uh, my wife's I, she, like, top ten movie for her. She loves this movie. Um, well, getting into the tale of the tape. Uh, this was released on uh, February the 19th, 1999. That was probably one of the best years in movie history in terms of like all these movies that came out. So I could kind of see this one kind of falling out of the cracks when it was released. Uh, what else do we have? 99 uh, was Fight Club, The Matrix, Being John Malkovich. I've American never seen Pie, I think, was 99. I've never seen Being John Malkovich. Is that movie weird as I think it is? It, it's weird. It's good, but it's a weird one. Okay. Um, as we stated, this was directed by Mike Judge uh, of Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill fame. Um, he also makes a cameo in this. Do you know who, who he plays in the movie? Yeah, actually, uh, well, I
0: I, I kind of cheated because I did research this time. Holy shit, right? I did mm-hmm. research. Um, he was the uh, boss of Jennifer Aniston at the
1: at the restaurant. I forget what it was called. He is the manager at Chotsky's. Chotsky's, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this stars Ron Livingston, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Stephen Root, Gary Cole, and John C. McGinley. Rotten Tomatoes score of eighty percent and ninety three from audiences. Not surprising, considering this is a beloved movie. And as we stated a couple minutes ago, uh, twelve million dollars on a ten million dollar budget. Which do you know how uh, the economics of Hollywood work when the movie's released to theaters? Uh, you actually explained it to me. Sort of. Essentially, uh, so I sort of remember. Essentially, a movie has to make double its budget to be to even break even. So, this, I mean, they would have had to have done like about twenty, twenty-one million dollars to break even. So it was kind of a dud. Yeah.
0: Well, it's because of marketing, right? Is usually the big piece of the pie there.
1: Yeah, I don't think they marketed it well. I know the. Uh, I think the original movie poster. Was just uh, somebody had taken a bunch of post-it notes and made a like a outline of a a person on it, because then they released hmm. the home video version and they had Milton on the poster, surrounded by post-it notes.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't even really
1: remember this movie being advertised at all in '99. Well, back uh, in the the '90s, even up till a few years ago, February was kind of like. January and February is where they just dumped movies. Like, oh, we don't have a spot for them in the summer. We don't think this is like a summer movie. We don't think this is something that's going to do well Christmas time. But we have it on our slate, so just get it out there. They'll put it out in January. And if it's a hit, it's a hit. If it's not, so be it. Yeah. So Fox didn't have a lot of confidence in this one anyways. Well,
0: I mean, with the way the box office did, it turned out they were kind of right.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean... Know how to market a movie. I mean, obviously it's good. I mean, the product's good if it's this beloved. If, if six people voted for this to be the episode that we did tonight... It is a popular, <laughs> very popular thing. Right. Um, well, uh, you said you did some research. I'm kind of curious to hear about this, so I'm actually going to lead off with the William Somerset Research Corner just to hear what you have note-wise. Uh,
0: well, it's going to be stuff that i found interesting it's probably not necessarily that interesting um it's probably not but go ahead (laughs) the uh the inatec sign Mm -hmm. is a square peg in a round hole oh is it yeah i see i didn't even see that one when i was researching this oh nice um i it's dietrich bader right is that Mm -hmm. how you say his name yep uh he wanted lawrence to look like somebody who really loved the allman brothers
1: well, job he, well done coming up for the, yeah
0: when he was coming up with the idea it does look like somebody that would seriously fucking listen to the Allman Brothers yep. all day um, Milton was actually based off of somebody that uh, Mike Judge um, now this, I wrote down uh, used to work with but I think I remember seeing it a little differently do you have a, a different version of that
1: I have something about the Milton uh, character but it's not about who he's based off of Okay, yeah, it's it's apparently based off of
0: one person or several people that Mike Judge used to work with. Uh if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may I may have I may have fucked up my own research. <laughs> That's why I don't do the research for this show. <laughs> um, Y2K is hev- heavily referenced in the movie, which I figure uh if we have anybody, you know, sort of young that listens to well, our show,
1: uh if I uh study the demographics of our show uh a lot of the people that listen to our show were very very young and may not remember the Y2K phenomena from 99 uh, where basically they talked as if like our whole infrastructure was just going to crash because of the way computer code was written mm-hmm. and it was going to be mass hysteria people were going to fucking loot stores houses like buildings and Cars were going to get tipped over. Like, basically Armageddon.
0: Yeah, well, and it's all because computer systems had uh, two numbers for the date instead of four. Like, if you look at your computers now, there's four numbers. Well, the date used to be two numbers, and they thought that it would completely reset all the computers and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Fucking
1: liars. Where's my anarchy? Well, uh, fun fact, I was supposed to go to a concert, and I couldn't. Like, my, uh, I got the the hell no because uh, my mother was afraid that uh, all hell was going to break loose. And we were going to Detroit to go to the show. And she thought that uh, all hell was going to break loose. So she said, no, you're not going when shit gets shut down. I want you home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, what concert was it? Do
1: you remember? Uh, it was Metallica at the Pontiac Silverdome. Oh. For New Year's Eve. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, man. It's all right. Instead, a friend of mine, uh, his uh, mom ran a banquet hall at uh, the local hotel here in town, and uh, we basically were sneaking free drinks all night, and I got shit face drunk. And I don't know how I got home, but I did. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad you made it home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and the last uh, bit of research I have, uh, Swingline Staplers... Brought back the red stapler after this movie because they had previously phased it out. Mm -hmm. And then after this movie became, you know, what it is now, everybody wanted that red stapler and they didn't have it. So they brought it back out and it's one of their most popular units.
1: I also read that they, uh, yeah, they had, they painted a stapler red just because to make it stand out in the movie. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I had that one too. That was the only, actually, actually the only one that uh, you and I both had was that one. Everything else Hol- I have is different. Holy fuck. I, I did something right, Russ. Uh, I have uh, the movies based off a Mike Judge short Milton, which ran on Saturday Night Live and MTV's Liquid Television during the 90s, back when Liquid MTV television. had quality programming. Yeah. yeah. In October of 2018, the term ass clown was entered into Webster's Dictionary. Damn. and Mike Judge yep. was given credit
0: for it. You know, you you know you have something
1: good when your fucking word is in
0: the dictionary now.
1: Right? Yeah, I'm still trying to get verbal BJ or thermos, <laughs> or at least a different definition of thermos. <laughs> I'll have to trot that out at some point. Well,
0: have you have you put it on Urban Dictionary? It's a it's a dictionary.
1: No, but I think I will. Verbal BJ, <laughs> adjective, <laughs> compliment. <laughs> Um the movie made more on home video than it did during its theatrical run. The film Crazy. ended up being profitable and was the one of the more profitable uh films for 20th Century Fox in 1999, even bigger than some of their theatrical releases, which I think was something about Mary in 99. Uh it was it was around 98 that time. 99. Yeah. I know that's a I, Fox I say title, 98, too. but you're probably right. That's a Fox title too. um fox wanted matt damon for peter but mike judge felt the role warranted someone not quite as famous so they end up casting ron livingston and then uh vince vaughn and owen wilson both auditioned for lawrence and kate hudson was considered for joanna
0: interesting Mm -hmm. would have been a really completely different movie yeah. Also the budget would have been much higher
1: probably. Well, I don't think uh Vince Vaughn and uh Owen Wilson are quite that sick like big yet. I uh Vince Vaughn had done Swingers. And I don't know if Owen Wilson, I think Owen Wilson had Bottle Rocket, which is a really cool Wes Anderson. It's actually Wes Anderson's first movie. But uh, the, mm-hmm. neither one of them were like quite as successful as like The Wedding Crashers and going forward for them too.
0: Yeah. You know, I actually just saw it. we we finished up the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier today. Okay. And uh, so we decided to watch the Loki trailer because I, I didn't want in case something, you know, was forward spoiling. I don't know. I was just being cautious. I hadn't watched it yet. And I watched it. And he's in that. Oh, yeah. He's got that uh, mustache. It
1: kind of looks like the one that you have.
0: Oh, yeah. This is a, this is a badass mustache. I must say.
1: I wish you would have kept the Lawrence one that you had going there for a minute yeah i just got rid of it oh that sucks i wish you'd at least kept it one more day (laughs) i mean since we were recording this episode we should have done it on wednesday like we we talked about yeah Eh, you know we're busy men we got kids that's true um so yeah that's all i had i mean i had the swing line stapler discontinued the red stapler but you already took cover that uh yeah, I mean there's like quite a few little like little tidbits about this, but like nothing was like really popped out like, oh hey, uh Harrison Ford was uh considered for the role of Peter. Like or who is oh Nick Nolte is always the person that seems to be considered for every movie that we do. Nick Nolte yeah. or Mel Gibson or John Lithgow. I could
0: I could almost see Nick Nolte as Bill Lumberg.
1: <sighs> hey Peter, what's happening? That's a bad <laughs> Nick Nolte.
0: I it actually wasn't that bad. I don't think. I knew who it was immediately.
1: Well, my throat's kind of dry, and like chugging the water all day, so mm. I don't have that gravelly voice that I normally <laughs> do.
0: That uh, that metal screaming voice.
1: Well, you mean former metal screaming voice? Yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, uh, did I tell you that I th- uh we got a, a name for the best scene award? Uh, I believe you did, but uh, I'd like to hear it. I drink your milkshake award <laughs> for the best scene of the movie. We're going to give it a test run, see if it works. Well, we'll see if anybody gets the reference. Yeah. Well, so I that mean,
0: means that you have to email us folks or hit us up on social media.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, we are, uh, couch podcast at, at com, or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, please hit us up. See if you catch the reference, what movie we're referencing in that one. Um, I have my nominees. I know we talked right before we started uh you have a fucking shit ton. I think you no, pretty no, much that's, have that's the best line one. I have, all I have five on this one. Yeah. Okay. I thought you had like the whole script as best scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I just
0: typed it out. I thought, you know,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna copy this and then I'm gonna make myself sound real good. Yeah, he's just basically the original plot of this episode was Lupus was just gonna recite the office space script line for line, doing all the characters. <laughs> Actually I'd oh. probably be a more successful episode too. Oh gosh. We may get I, we may get fifty listens instead of forty eight. Uh, ooh.
0: Bonus what, points. You know
1: what, Russ, whatever whatever it takes, all right. <laughs> Maybe we'll start doing that as like a bonus episode too. We just recite a fuck like we just do our, a movie a movie like just take a script and just do the whole thing, like an audio version of it, and we just do all try to do all the characters. Art fuck me. Uh, No, I'm not doing that one. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Just so I don't ever have to hear you say that again. (laughs) Maybe we'll do Last Action Hero. I I got dibs on Jack Slater. Oh, man, I love that movie. Oh, that's happening at some point. Sooner rather than later. Sounds good to me. Actually, I thought that was going to be the one we were going to do originally before we decided on the one we're doing next.
0: Dude, we change our mind so fucking much about these episodes. Yeah, I. We, I can't keep up.
1: Yeah, like I'll just see something. Like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. And then like I'll see something. And it's like, nope, we're gonna do this one instead. Hmm. But as you can tell by our, our listener numbers, like I'm not exactly the greatest programming director. Ah, you know what? We're
0: we're pretty close to a thousand listens all the time. Yeah. Um. So I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah. We're getting there. Awesome. So, we're, we're like a cult classic. There you go. See, in one of these days, somebody's gonna accidentally discover us while we're still <laughs> doing episodes and getting, you know, forty eight listens. And all of a sudden, we're gonna fucking get on there one day, and there's like forty thousand listens. Like, what the
1: fuck happened here? Who are you fucking high? By that time, they'll all be too senile to access the internet to check out the numbers anyway. So I'll have to have my son do it.
0: <laughs> What's the internet?
1: It'll be something completely different by then, too.
0: It'll be implanted into our brains.
1: All right, enough of the, the, the chit-chat. Uh, the I Drink Your Milkshake Award for the best scene of the movie. Um, I have the traffic jam at the beginning. Simply Michael Bolton uh, rapping Scarface's No Tears. That's fucking classic. And anytime time I hear that song, I just that is the first image that pops in my head where he gets, um, like, ashamed <laughs> When the guy's selling the roses along the street, so he locks the door, or he gets scared, he locks the door, and he kind of hunkers in his car and turns the radio down. Yeah. And then after he walks away, he cranks it back up like some badass.
0: Um, That, that this is off subject, but that kind of reminds me of Buffy. You remember that scene from whatever, that, what's that fucking movie? Is it where, ah, uh, uh, fuck, Anna, shit. Well, anyway, she pulls up and that nasty-ass rap song's playing. <laughs> like, fuck, my pussy, my pussy got in
1: Oh, uh, Observe and Report. There we go, yeah. That movie's fucking weird. Yes. It's the, uh, the... It's, uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop's dark, demented brother. <laughs> Not the one where the fucking guy is going around flashing his dick at people. Yeah,
0: and it's the size of a thimble. Yeah, <laughs> and she... She, like, falls
1: over and faints the one time or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie's ridiculous. Uh, and the traffic jam, too, also. I think everybody's done this at one point or another. You've, you're you almost at a standstill, so you try to get over to the other lane where you see traffic moving, and then that that line of traffic stops, and the lane that you were just in starts moving. Like, I've done Se- that countless times.
0: Seeing that shit happen uh, earlier on 75, so...
1: And I think that's what makes this movie so great, too, is, like, there's so much relatable to it. I mean, like, mm. the traffic jam, uh, just the work environment in general. I mean, it doesn't have to be an office setting, but, like, everybody... I don't know too many people that actually really enjoy their job. I mean, I know I just started a new one. I fucking hate it. So... Yeah. Um. um
0: well, we we both quit from the same place, and now I'm just not doing anything but being a stay-at-home dad so and a
1: podcast host
0: uh co-host co-host yeah this is still your baby let's get that straight
1: um yeah the the award-winning couch potato podcast well
0: you know what let's speak it into existence
1: yeah we won some kind of award i don't know what yet um uh, i have as a second scene uh, samir michael's last Date in a tech and uh it also kinda that goes into detail what happens to Tom. Mm, yeah. The uh the guy that runs the the schematics to the software designers. That's his only fucking job. <laughs> He's a people person.
0: And he knew he was getting fired too. He knew yeah. it for months or years see, or whatever See, that's another it was.
1: thing, though. There's always that one person that you work with that like is always on edge, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna lose my job. I think that might have been me at from time to time at work, too. I was always like, yep, we're getting shit canned or I'm getting laid off.
0: And we were always like, don't tease me with that kind of good shit. Yeah.
1: Um, And then it also has uh, more Ghetto Boys. Uh, Mike Judge, uh, really good uh, choice of rap music in this, too. Everything seems to fit. Well, I I didn't put it in my research, but I
0: read that Mike Judge was a big-time hip-hop fan.
1: Oh, yeah, it it shows. I mean, there's a lot of really good uh, rap in this one. Uh, that's also where, uh, they destroy the fax machine, and then they have that really awkward, uh, drunken dance sequence where Samir does, like, that fucking spin move, and Peter is doing something that looks just really, really stiff, and, like, (laughs) he looks like me trying to dance to the ghetto boys. (laughs) Um, third scene, I have Tom's cookout, just because, uh. In the prior scene, you find out that Tom is so upset that he's losing his job at Inatech, he tries to kill himself, and then he realizes he sees his wife, she opens the door, and he like has an epiphany like, I can't kill myself, I love this woman too much. So then he he backs out of his <laughs> it's really not funny, but it's funny. He backs out of his driveway and he gets slammed into by that semi truck. Yeah. And then uh he's talking about how great every his life is and he's in a full body cast.
0: I feel like that's me right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have a full body cast though
0: <laughs> that you know of. But, yeah, you're like <laughs> You can
1: only see me uh hamburger meat up. Yeah, you look like the dog from there's something about Mary when it falls out the window or jumps out the window. <laughs> um that also has Drew where he uh he tells uh Peter that Lumberg had relations with Joanna, and he Mm -hmm. also does that, uh, he does that, does he do that? Yeah, he does that in that, doesn't he? Uh, No, that's before. I'm trying to remember what you're talking about. Uh, When Drew, like, the blonde-haired guy, Uh he makes, like, these lewd comments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're at the cookout? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's where you also hear the term uh, federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison.
0: Yeah, that kind of reminds me of uh, one of the lines that I have written now.
1: Um, I have the Initech fire. That's a pretty good scene. If I happen to see that come across TV, I was like, okay, I'll watch the last fifteen minutes of this movie. Yeah, and then uh, the last one I have is Milton on the beach, because basically, like, this movie's came out in ninety nine, so I'm not really spoiling anything. But Milton sets Initech on fire and then it's just him like basically after all the shit he goes through throughout the whole movie he got laid off but was still getting paid they kept moving his desk around they turned him into a fucking like an exterminator he doesn't get a piece of cake uh, they fixed a glitch so he stops getting paid they fucking stole his stapler and then he's at the beach at the end of the movie but I'm trying to figure out though how did he get the check uh I don't know. That's a very good question because he threw it under the door, but he had to have set the fire. Because I don't think anybody has a key to that building. I would imagine you'd have to be like an upper management to get entry unless Peter forgot to lock the door. But I don't know how he got into Lumberg's office to get the check.
0: I don't remember. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't his secretary like unlock the door?
1: i don't know i don't i don't remember seeing that Uh, we're we're really bad at this did (laughs) we even watch the fucking movie (laughs) i don't think we did i think we're just reciting reciting this strictly off uh, memory oh jesus that's that's our first fucking problem especially you oh yeah i have no (laughs) where am i who are you (laughs) all right well what do you have as your nominees um, I got uh, when Peter gets hypnotized and the hypnotist dies. Yeah, that was a really good one. I thought about putting that one on my list too, but I decided not to. And that's pretty much the setup for the movie. And I'm not giving him any mm-hmm. shits. I need to. I need to find somebody to do that.
0: <laughs> I'll give it a shot. You're kidding. Well, just baby. don't fucking go.
1: Just don't die
0: on me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, good. that's a fair point. Um, I put when he cleaned the fish on his desk, but really that whole scene where he's not giving a shit and he's like kicking his cubicle over he's eating fucking cheetos um too damn it feels good to be a gangster. yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and then he throws the carcass of the fish on the tps reports Mm -hmm. which that's i thought about uh like when the when everybody was coming to him and he's just losing his shit because everybody's asking him like where's your tps report did you forget about did you get my
1: email did you get the memo about the t the cover sheets and the tps reports uh yeah, so uh anyway, um
0: uh, when uh I had when Peter stole the fax machine for his friends to destroy it on their last day, yeah, that's some stuff that's like I was thinking to myself like man, that's a good fucking friend right there
1: that that's is how you treat a, your friends that's a really good like I wish I'd have stole something from our previous employer, but you and Adam left at different times so we couldn't do it together.
0: We should have just told him, like, hey, bud, why don't you just come in <laughs> on, uh well, as you know, my last day was rushed, so. Yeah, that, that happened very abruptly. It did. It did. Uh, I got fired. Um, uh, then the scene when Lundberg is uh banging Joanna and drinking coffee and asking about the TPS reports. <laughs> yeah, that's a good talking, one, too. I was crying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then I also had uh, when Milton burned down Initech. He finally got tired of the bullshit, and uh, yeah, they took his fucking stapler, and that's the only thing he had in this world.
1: Good for him. Oh,
0: yeah. Good Milton.
1: That's what. Uh, that's what Initech fucking deserved. Um, I I'm going to say that for me, the uh, Michael and Samir's last day, where they destroy the fax machine and they get drunk. Uh, that's probably the the best scene of the movie to me. That's the one whenever I think of this movie, if I'm thinking of a scene, that's the one I always refer back to simply because Samir and Michael beat the fuck out of that fax machine. And t- to where Michael like gets so enraged, he starts punching it yeah. like it's a human <laughs> being. And the way that the camera shoots it, it looks like uh, what you'd see in like a mafia movie where a guy's just getting bludgeoned to death by some dude's fist. Yeah. <laughs> and they have to pull him off.
0: He's, like, dragging pieces of it with him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, and like I said, it you know, it really reminds me of, you know, what we would do mm-hmm. if, if we had all left at the same time.
1: Yeah. I don't know what we would have beat up, though. But we would have thought, thought of something. One of them bitches. <laughs> <laughs> something. All right. Um, so we agree it's the... The last day for Samir and Michael.
0: We are in agreement. Okay,
1: cool. I think that's that's the right choice. Yeah. Um, the uh King Kong ain't got shit on me award for the best line of the movie. Um are, uh this is where you have a shit ton of nominees? Yeah. You've I have, got like fifty. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know how it grew to fifty, but yes. No, I have uh, I have ten. Okay. So uh one that we use all the time um, and that Lawrence used in this movie. fucking
1: A. See, like, I... That's cool, but I always say F and A because I always reference Jason Bateman from Dodgeball. Okay. Where he goes, F and A cotton, effing A. <laughs> and he holds it. And now, uh, and now when they're playing on the Ocho. Mm-hmm. That's another one we got to do at some point. Although there's certain parts of that movie that uh, especially Patches the hand and... Doesn't age too well, but yeah.
0: Um, there's a scene where uh, where they're talking after uh, they come up with that scheme. Lawrence and Peter are talking, and Lawrence said, "If I had a million dollars, I'd do two chicks." Um, something else was said, and he said, "Hell, man, I'd need a million dollars for two ch-
1: two chicks to dole up on a guy like me." I think uh, Peter says, "Asking," me, says, "Uh, you do two chicks at the same time or?" something like to that extent he goes yeah he goes it be a million I need a million dollars for two chicks double up on a dude like me <laughs>
0: anyway um then there's uh when Peter is at the uh hypnotist office he said uh every single day you see me is the worst day of my life hypnotist asks is today the worst day he said yep <laughs> the hypnotist man that's really messed up yeah I think it's the way he delivers that line to his man that's messed up <laughs> yeah He's just like looking away real sad what is what else is that guy in? I recognize him from something
1: um I don't know. I thought he was the the British actor who was in uh the naked gun two yeah uh he's the one that uh the wheel like he was the guy that was in the wheelchair that was like the big uh like he had a plan to like save like to reduce like earth's pollution and stuff. And then like they kidnapped him and replaced him with that Southern actor. And he played both roles. Hmm. That's the Uh, only, like, but it's not him though.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I I, I thought I recognized him from something. Um, when Peter goes in to talk to the, uh, to the guys that are doing the, uh, the restructuring, the two bobs. Yeah. The two bobs. It says, uh, I'd say I only do about 15 minutes of actual work in a week. And that is another thing that I can also relate to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I i mean, <laughs> I know my old, like our, where we used to work, like there would be days where like I would get done super early and just carry around pieces of paper to make it look like I was busy. A piece <laughs> of paper, and a pen. But I would seriously be like, okay, I'm just going to jot shit down on this and make it look like I'm doing something. But I, I'm not, I'm just off my own little world. <laughs> Dude, you're
0: seriously better at that than I was. I just fucking sat there. I gave no shits. Like, what are they going to fucking do? Yell at me? All right, then I'll go do something. mm mm-hmm. um, Michael had the line, cock gobblers, which I found funny. Some of these are just random that I laughed at. So they may not be the best line, but they made me laugh. So I figured I'd include them. Um, Michael, uh, when they're talking about uh, conjugal visits to a prison... Michael's like, I'm a free man, and I haven't had a conjugal visit in six months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've also, um, all of us have had had moments like that, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, real quick, uh, the actor who played the therapist is Michael McShane, and you probably know him best from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, as Friar Tuck.
0: Yes. Yes. Um. Let's see, Peter, uh, when he's talking about Lundberg, he's my unholy pig of a boss. And I actually uh, think I coincidentally use that line about certain people at one point. (laughs) Um, I think we all have. (laughs) When uh, when the guys find out that the uh, the money, there's too much money going into their account um, and they all get mad at him all get mad at Peter. Peter yells through the wall because Lawrence can hear everything he says with them having adjoining apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter says, hey man, you want to come over? And Lawrence says, no thanks man, I don't want you to fuck up my life too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one's good too. <laughs> uh,
0: everybody, when they, when they talk to Peter, um, sounds like you have a case of the Mondays. Mm-hmm. If that's not a line from everybody's fucking
1: workplace... And I hate, hate that line. I hate it. Now I will counterpoint that. I do love it when uh, Peter asked Lawrence. He goes, "Have you ever had someone at work tell you ask you if you've got a case of Monday case of Mondays?" He goes, "No, shit, no, man." He goes, "I I'd reckon someone get beat up for saying something like that." (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: and then the last one I got is uh, Peter was talking to Joanna in the car and uh and i comp- like i tried to write down the context of everything and i forgot to write down the context of this one mm-hmm. but uh he's like you know when you take a penny from the Seven <laughs> Eleven, and uh, and she's like from the crippled children <laughs> he's like no that's the jar this is the
1: tray also a legitimate thing like i think i don't know if that's like everywhere but i always see him in ohio there's always that to take a penny and I have you ever Mm. seen somebody take all the pennies
0: (laughs) I haven't but I'm not surprised
1: I was uh where was I at I was buying like I used to smoke cigarettes and I was in line buying a pack of cigarettes one day and the person in front of me was also buying cigarettes and they didn't have quite enough money to buy them I think they were like a dollar and some change short so the person in front of me like grabbed all the pennies off of that and counted that towards their total. <laughs> and then like turned around and asked me if they could borrow the rest. Jeez. And I was just like, yeah, like borrow the rest? Like I'm never going to see you again. Like You're not really borrowing. Borrowing is with the intent of returning. You want me to give you the rest of the money. Come on, man. I'll gum your dick out back. <laughs> I just were like, you know what? Just take it so you don't have to do that. <laughs> please uh, do me a favor and don't do that don't touch my dick
0: all right uh what you got for uh king kong ain't got shit on me oh you're done yeah sorry okay, I, I, put I thought i was going to sleep gonna... with my 85
1: lines oh i thought i was gonna have to put in another uh, sd card to keep recording <laughs> you're just gonna read off like the lines of script like we had talked about like okay, scene seven, line four, fourteen, yada 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 yada.
0: People are gonna go to watch this and or listen to this, and they're gonna be like, "Why the fuck is this one three hours and forty five minutes?" It's three hours of me doing the fucking lines that I have,
1: and then somehow it ends up being like it turns into like the Fellowship of the Rings. <laughs> Wait a minute, how is Peter in Middle Earth? <laughs> Why has, why, are those- why has Gandalf cast a spell on Bill Lumberg? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you see. Uh... Gandalf stabs that staff in the ground like, you shall not ask for the TPS reports. And then like this <laughs> fucking bolt of lightning comes out of his staff. I'd uh, watch that. I would too. That's a really interesting crossover.
0: It's like, uh, you know, I... I've been on TikTok lately and you know they have those little mashups of songs like uh I don't, just they're doing a lot with Disturbed down with the sickness and like some other songs where it just you wouldn't think it would work and it does just cuz the timing's just right. Mm-hmm. That it, it would work. Oh yeah, I I'm see some of those
1: it. on I see some of those on YouTube. Somebody took uh what did they take? I want to say they took uh that Sugar Pie Honey Bunch song. By the temptations and they mashed it up with Black Sabbath's uh, uh, "Children of the Grave," perfect. Yeah, and it—I it, just watched it for a split second. And they've also taken uh, that song "Wap" by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion, and they mixed it with uh, Lamb of God's "Redneck," and it fucking—it's <laughs> seamless. Oh, that's that's the beauty of music, right there. We need to get on TikTok too. Actually, you should do that since I have no idea how to navigate that. Uh, well, let's see. I got a uh, I got a 13 year old step so I'm sure she can
0: teach me how to make some really cool TikToks, and maybe that'll get us out there.
1: Yeah, there you go. Get on it. Um, I have I only have five. Oh, only five? That's wow. what I do. I only I I pick the best five of everything. I don't fucking read the script. You know, Listen, I did research for once. What do you want from me? Yeah, I was expecting, like, yeah, actually, I was picking lines from, like, the very first uh, draft of Office Space before it went through, like, nine re-edits. <laughs> it's like 600. It's like the Godfather 2-sized. Oof. Um, I have uh, Lumberg saying, hey, Peter, what's happening? Mm-hmm. That seems to be an iconic one. Um there was nothing wrong with with it when Michael Bolton's talking about his name until I was twelve years old and that no talent ass clown started winning Grammys. I laughed really hard at that. Yeah. Um I know they mentioned it a couple times like you said, but I think the one that stands out's that uh that worker, that female that f- when it said the first time, like, uh oh, sounds like someone's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs>
0: Okay. I I mean, it's a good line in the movie, just I mean like in real life. I fucking hate when people say that. Yeah.
1: Um I also have uh, Milton the uh, I believe you have my Stapler. Also another <laughs> it, iconic it, line from another iconic line from that movie. And then um when Peter uh tells the two Bobs uh about work, they they ask him or they say to him that he's missed a lot of work. And then he says like, Well, I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. And then uh, I've got one bonus one in here, and it's only because I love this character so much. It's when uh, they're talking, like after uh, Samir, Peter, Michael come back from lunch, and Tom's running at him in the parking lot, and they end up convening at one of the cubicles, and Tom's starting to tell them about the guy that invented the pet rock, and he says how great of an idea it is. And then uh, I think it's Michael says, you thought the pet rock was a great idea, and then Tom says... Sure it was. The guy made a million dollars.
0: I like, Uh, he's sh- he's talking about that fucking rug, that welcome mat or whatever it is. All oh, the
1: jump to conclusions mat? Yes, that you got to do like hopscotch on. They're like, that's the worst fucking idea I've ever heard, Tom. You know, uh, while I was researching about this movie, apparently that's a thing. There's people like in colleges that end up becoming like a drinking game. And like people like made their own jump to conclusions, Matts. That
0: you know what? Why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I I even thought about doing it at one point too.
0: What kind of conclusions were you going to jump to? I don't know. I don't either.
1: That's 1999. Is a long time ago for me. I barely remember. Like, I was actually. I had to double check to make sure we haven't already done an Office Space episode. That tells you how bad my memory is
0: dude people in fucking 99 like that were born in 99 can drink now let that's that crazy. sink in
1: and just that's another sad reminder of how old i'm getting um yeah, getting old sucks it does um all right uh we got a couple more awards here to give out uh the uh lou brown give him the heater which uh I don't know. I had to explain this to somebody recently. They had to ask me who Lou Brown was and why is the award Give Him the Heater? Well, there's a scene in Major League. Lou Brown is the manager, and he tells uh, Charlie Sheen's character, Ricky Vaughn, to give give him the heater, which is a fastball. So uh, this is for the performer that brings the most fire to their role and steals the movie. By the way, we did Major League, so... Yeah, check it out in our uh, in the vault. Uh, we've got them out wherever you listen to your podcast. Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Pandora.
0: I mean, Probably fuck, some shit I ain't even heard of. Pandora's
1: on. free. No fucking excuse. Um, I have uh, David Herman, who plays Michael Bolton. Hmm. I have uh, Richard Reel. He plays Tom. And I have Gary Cole as Lumberg.
0: Yeah, I only have one. And I have Gary Cole as Lumberg, as Bill Lumberg. Just because, I mean, when you think about that movie, you think about him mm-hmm. and his performance on there. I mean, it like, you, like we were talking about, this movie just feels real. Mm-hmm. And we all know fucking Bill Lumberg.
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody's got, like, it's had a boss at one point. It's been kind of... Uh, he's very passive aggressive, but like he's just a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna give it to Gary Cole because I have something else. He's coming up in a bit. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, Richard Real who plays Tom. I I I wanted to give this to David Herman, but every scene that Richard Real is in, he fucking kills it to me. Like I fucking laugh at that guy every time he's on screen in this movie.
0: Yeah, he's really good. He is
1: like he—he's throwing heat. Like if he were a pitcher, he would be Randy Johnson, like winning the World Series for the Arizona Diamondbacks
0: and murdering a bird.
1: Yeah, he—he—he's on the mound. He winds up, throws his pitch, and he kills a bird, or he almost takes John Crux's head off. If anyone remembers that from an All Star game years and years ago, so that's who I, I'm going to give I, it to. Okay. All right. Um and then our uh, final go ahead. No, go ahead. Um so yeah, uh I want to give it to him. Um so the award that I am going to give to Gary Cole is uh who wins the movie and Gary Cole wins the movie for me. Um I actually I put Ron
0: Livingston as Peter just because mm-hmm. I mean because i really couldn't settle on one person i mean you could have you could have had gary cole you could have had ron livingston i mean you could have had uh Dietrich bader um you could have had jennifer aniston I mean, she wasn't in the movie much but hell she was great in it um you could have had uh, who plays milton that's steven root you could have had steven root i mean
1: um like it was i was thinking about mike judge just because like Mike Judge created, like probably an i like an iconic comedy of the. God, what the, I'd say the last 25, 25 years or so. Office Space like is one of those comedies that lives on. Mm-hmm. It's always gonna ha- it's always gonna be popular. It always speaks to. It has an audience. It's never gonna. Nothing in that movie grows old. At least the themes but i mean for me like i would say gary cole wins the movie simply because like in terms of like the comedy the comedy movie villain like mount rushmore he's not quite on the mount rushmore but he's close
0: is he on the rock pile underneath that got chiseled off yeah
1: it's like if they maybe if they added like five more maybe he would crack that but like bill lumberg's a very iconic comedy villain He's not Shooter McGavin. He's not Judge Smales. Probably a couple other people miss, him, but he's he's on that. And he, yeah. I think he was able to personify like the boss that everybody loves to hate. Like everybody's had a boss that they don't like that makes their job miserable. That make it to where you don't want to go to work. Everybody's worked for somebody like that. And to me, Gary Cole like nails that.
0: Yeah. I, I, I wonder, it makes me wonder if he, you know, didn't get that from somewhere personal, you know? Maybe he had a shitty boss that, you know, he had a shitty
1: job and all that stuff, and that's where he drew the inspiration. I'm sure he's probably channeling it from somebody. But I mean, like, Gary Cole was on a fucking, like, he's one of those actors that's just really underappreciated. Like, he has, he's been on a role for quite a long time in comedies. He's, uh, he's Ricky Bobby's dad. Yeah, and to me, it's between him and John C. Riley who steal that movie from Will Ferrell. Do
0: you th- do you think Will Ferrell just goes over the top too much?
1: Well, no, I just think that in terms of uh, who I find to be more amusing, I get a bigger kick out of those two.
0: Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a, in the era that we grew up in, we could all we all know like a Ricky Bobby's dad. Like we all fucking know a dude that was just like that.
1: Yeah, I actually I think if I would have known him better, I think that might be my dad. <laughs> I told you no onions on the steak. <laughs> um, but yeah, Gary Cole wins the movie for me. Well, this uh, this seems like it's gonna be another category
0: we don't agree on necessarily. I mean, yes, Gary. Like, well, you know what? Like I said, there could have been a million of people that stole the movie, just because.
1: Well, this is I'm, who wins I, the movie. Who's the best performer? Like, or what makes this movie? Like, when you think of this movie, who do you think of?
0: Yeah, I. I when I thought about it, when we were getting ready to watch it for my research, uh, Tina and I, I actually thought of Milton.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the stapler. Him, the stapler, like the the meek, weird guy that everybody's worked with from time to time like that's yeah. kind of a that makes sense too. I he's got a case. He's got a case. Oh, we're going to go ahead and give it to Gary Cole though. Yep, Gary Cole wins. What we'll the you know what we ought to do? We should like print off certificates. Like you know when you were in elementary school like you got the like the star of the week. Yeah. Or something like that. We should like come up with an, like just like some kind of printout and just mail it to whoever wins the movie in each of these episodes that we do. They're going to look at us like, Who the them, fuck is, what the fuck is this? Imagine them getting a fucking gold star <laughs> like paper. What, what the fuck?
0: This is, a, this is exactly what I got into acting for, to get a goddamn gold star from it's, a
1: second-rate podcast. Second-rate? That's being generous. I'd say we're more like a third-rate podcast right now. <laughs> I was trying to hype us up a little bit. All right. Bit. Yeah, we should start doing that. So we've, we've come up with anything with this ep, this episode. We've come up with two ideas. One, we do strictly a show where we read the script and we act out every single role in the movie. And now we will mail out the who wins the movie award to whoever wins the award.
0: How are we going to figure out where the fuck these guys live?
1: <laughs> I have no idea, but since you're not doing anything right now, I'll let you handle that.
0: Oh, fair enough, fair enough.
1: <laughs> You're gonna get all this right after the episode's over Google Gary Cole's home address. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking FBI like knocking on my door like
1: excuse me. No, it'd be it'd be your luck to like it have like Gary Cole lives in like I don't know like Flagstaff, Arizona. <laughs> it's like two fourteen East Main Street, Flagstaff, Arizona, four one one three one. I want
0: to know where four one
1: one three one is. I, I'm probably going to say it's not in Flagstaff, Arizona,
0: but possibly not. But what, like, what if that fucking was?
1: <laughs> uh, if that is the case, I'm going to go play the lottery tomorrow. That'd probably be a good. That's idea. some Nostradamus type shit, right there.
0: <laughs> Figuring right. out the future.
1: Well, Lucas, do you have anything you want to add before we uh, wrap this up, put a bow on this episode? Um,
0: just like you said, it's an iconic comedy. Um, all the characters in it are relatable and great. I think that is really, you know, some of the best comedy is relatable. Yeah. And
1: that's a very good point.
0: It it really reminds you of when you fucking hate your job and you just want somebody to hypnotize you so you don't have to fucking think about it mm-hmm. anymore.
1: Yeah. You don't have to be in an office setting to get it i mean it just i think they just put it in that that setting but yeah that the movie like works for any profession
0: and like you said the themes of it are timeless i mean mm-hmm. the same shit from 99 is going on in 2021
1: yeah we just don't have to worry about the y2k bug <laughs> which did nothing by the way right absolutely nothing everything was i remember i woke up the next day i was extremely hungover and i watched college football all day you know, that's
0: it's not Metallica at the Silverdome, but it's not a bad way to live your life.
1: No, that wasn't a bad way to. I didn't see any cars on fire, so that's you know, or
0: Armageddon or whatever,
1: right? Um, all right, well, I think we pretty much uh, that we're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, next episode coming up on May the. Let me bring up my handy-dandy calendar here. Uh, we already decided this. I dropped a hint last night on our social media page. Mm-hmm. If you want to and check it out some time. a very uh, popular hint. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We're on Twitter, too, so uh, sometimes I'll drop uh, little nuggets if I'm feeling up to it. But on May the 10th, uh, we're going to finally delve into the world of superheroes. Um, apparently, uh, Lucas, who seems to get more input on our show than I do, uh, a couple people have told him, uh, they wanted to hear us do a superhero movie. So, on May the 10th, we're gonna do a, uh, episode on Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Woo! Yeah. One, one of my favorite Marvel movies.
1: That is a good one.
0: Uh, a lot killer to... soundtrack.
1: Oh, yeah. Killer soundtrack. Uh, that one's coming up. Uh, so, yeah, if you, uh... Haven't yet, uh, please follow us on our social media pages. We're on, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, Lucas is going to start us up a TikTok here soon. I'm going to start doing them sexy dances. Yeah. So if you, if you even want to watch for that, I mean, follow us on TikTok. We'll get you the info as soon as we can. Uh, you can also listen to us wherever you get your podcast. and And you can email us if you have any questions, you want to shoot the shit. If you hate our show and you want to tell me about it or tell Lucas about it, we'll read them. We want to do a segment sometimes where we read your emails. So uh, you can email us at the couch potato podcast at gmail.com. So uh, until next
0: time. Uh, oh, hold on. I want to give a special shout out real quick to Nicole from Billy Gold Bubble Tea for uh, shouting us out uh, on her socials.
1: Oh yeah, uh-huh. uh, I do appreciate. That. I actually commented on her uh, Facebook page uh, or uh, Instagram the other day. Yeah, we do yeah. appreciate that.
0: Yeah, it was really cool of her. Um, we just got on the subject of hobbies, and you know, I told her that uh, I had a podcast. And I and it was by pure accident. I wasn't even you know meaning to mention it. Um, mm-hmm. And she said she would check it out because uh, she had quite the drive home and. She checked us out, and next time I saw her, she uh, said she really liked it, and she promoted it. So that was really cool of her, and we really appreciate you. Yeah, we do also, really appreciate it's, it. It's the best fucking bubble tea of all time. It's it's actually the best drink of all time.
1: Yeah, if you're in the uh, Dayton, Ohio area, check out her. Uh, is it a food truck or just a bubble tea truck? I don't know what that's called. You have to. It. Uh, I
0: guess it technically would be a food truck. Um, she does it in an old uh, miniature school bus. Uh, and she's super friendly um she she remembers everything about us uh every time we're there she's just like she's one of the coolest business owners you know that i've met
1: yeah So. so please go check her out her i've had said tea on lucas's recommendation it is really really good so all right until uh next time uh we'll catch you guys later and uh like i said uh Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to us on Apple, please leave us a review. That's how we can get noticed. That's the best way you can help out the show. So uh, we will talk at you guys later. Bye, everybody. Deuces.